0: Hello, I'm Doug Martin.
1: And I'm Tasha Martin.
0: Together, we share the joy of personal relationship with Jesus, marriage, children, and serving Vision Church in Lake Worth as pastors.
1: As the worship leader, I just want to invite you to come and worship with us. Well, Something special happens when you come into the presence of God and His people in worship.
0: As the lead pastor, I want to invite you to a very friendly and warm church that has a vision that it wants to share with everyone, seeing Jesus for us, in us, and through us.
1: We're glad that you've decided to listen to our podcast. And I hope that if you're close enough to visit, you'll come by at 9.45 a.m. on Sunday morning. And after the service, say hello to us in the foyer. We would love to meet you.
2: You can also connect with us at visionchurch.ag, on Facebook at agvisionchurch, and on YouTube by searching for Vision Church Assembly of God.
1: Here's my husband Doug preaching a message from Sunday.
2: All right, here, here we go. I didn't know if we're going to be showing the announcements or also I didn't want to jump in here too fast. Hey, great to be with you today. Uh, great prayer there, Cindy, for the for the Martins, Pastor Doug and all the Martins, and of course uh, a few others in our church that we could mention as well that need our prayers and uh, God's healing. So uh, we're praying for you. We're thinking about you, and we're hoping we can get to get back together really soon. All right, you might pop up that the, that opening picture there for my uh, for my PowerPoint. It's coming along. In the meantime, I'm going to stand up straight. Adjust my coat and smile. That's what I'd be telling everybody to do if, if you were here. So, but I'll just say something in sort of introduction. We have a lot of concerns today, a lot of things that are troubling us. Uh, that's going on in the world right now: Afghanistan, the pandemic the hurricane, (laughs) and lots of other things going on in the world, it kind of causes us to say, what is going on? Where is God? And I hope that I can shed some light on that today and reassure you that God is doing everything at his disposal to bring relief, to bring healing, and to bring about his kingdom. So, But it doesn't look like it with the natural eyes today. And there actually are some atheists that say, that's why I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God because look at all the evil in the world. So if there really was a God, he would stop that evil. So is God orchestrating this misery and tragedy and evil upon the earth with some mysterious plan that's, too complicated to understand. Well, here's a good place to start. We're just going to start right there in Genesis, in the very beginning. I think it's all explained. God's, God's instructions to Adam and Eve were very simple, and it was keep eating from the tree of life And you'll be fine, but if you eat from that tree that I have forbidden, it will keep you from me, and it'll keep me from you. Jesus was always uh, offering words of reconciliation, of healing, doing good. In, in in, In the book of Acts, it said Jesus went about doing good, healing all, who were oppressed of the devil. Wow. Can we bring that factor into the earth and the misery and the pandemic and everything that's going wrong in the world today? It's like the church lady that said, could it be Satan? (laughs) Remember that. Okay, so where did our problem start? Our problem started way back in the beginning when God created Adam and Eve in his image, which is freedom of choice. God is free. He created Adam and Eve free. Now, God should have known, here I am admonishing God, he should have known that Adam and Eve might have made the wrong choice and led to sin and everything else that's wrong in the world. That's what happened. But wait, now God has a problem. Before, he was walking with Adam and Eve, talking, Bible says, in the cool of the evening. There he was. he fellowshiped with them. There was an unbroken communication. Everything was great. They lived, they laughed, they loved together. But when they made the wrong choice, now God has a big problem. In a sense, at that time, his hands were tied because He couldn't stop them from living out the consequences of their choice, which was, I'll handle life my way. God, you're on the outside. We're doing things our way. What's God going to do? That was plan A, and it did not work out so well. But you know what? God is smart enough to have a plan B, and plan B is redemption to get his man and his woman back. Before they were connected to the spirit of God and knew God as their heavenly father, now there was another father in the earth, the father of lies, Satan, the devil. And God himself cannot keep Adam and Eve from following that wrong spirit. Now we're going to talk about a couple of those issues and maybe even ask the question, what would you do If you were God. By the way, just in case I forget to tell this story later, I had a lady in my church, my former church, that her brother was killed in a tragic accident, a road incident where a drunk driver had run into him and killed him. Okay. So after that happened, um, it was... Maybe a couple of weeks later, I was giving her time to grieve and everything and checking in with her, but I noticed she wasn't coming back to church. So I finally called her and I said, you know, what's going on with you? We're kind of missing you at church. And she said, well, I'm mad at God. And I said, why is that? Well, he killed my brother. He could have stopped it, but he didn't. And I said, well, now wait a minute. Wait a minute, let's, let's think this thing through. Okay, that doesn't sound like God. She goes, what do you mean? And I said, that God would have this, this other man get liquored up and then get in a vehicle and drive drunk and have him cross two lanes of traffic and run into your brother. That just doesn't sound like something God would do. Well, she couldn't handle that one. What's wrong with the, with, uh, with her interpretation? What's wrong is God would be acting contrary to his own character. God wouldn't do something like that. It was this man that did it to himself. Got in a vehicle when he shouldn't have done that. So we're going we're gonna to look through this, and I think it's going to help you today, and it might set some of you free. So we can ask why, but let's see if we can get to a couple of answers. You know, even people around Jesus in his, when Jesus came into the world, he was God walking around in the flesh. In other words, if you're wondering what God thought about something, listen to Jesus. Jesus was the authority of God upon the earth. They didn't understand God, not even Jesus' disciples. But you know what? After a while, they finally got it. For instance, in James 1, 16, 17, There we go. I think we got it there. It says, Do not be deceived, my beloved. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. How about that? In other words, you can be sure it's God because every good and perfect gift comes down. And it says, God will always act in this way. There's no variation or shadow due to change. Even his shadow will not even come close to doing something wrong or something evil. God only desires to bless, to protect, and to heal. That's his desire. But remember, God has a problem in the earth, and that's man and woman's choices, humanity's wrong decisions. One of my favorite stories of Jesus was the prodigal son. Jesus showed us the kind of father God is by telling us that story. Now, the son was at home, and the son decided one day, I'm leaving, I'm getting out of here. Now, the father could have said, Oh, no, you don't, and restrained him. But what did the father do? He let him go. He didn't even go chasing after him. He let him go. Why? Because he honored his choice. So what did the father do in the meantime? The father waited. The father didn't just say, well, you know what? Good riddance. So long. You know, Hope you die. No. No, the father was praying for him to come back. The father was scanning the horizon every day to see if his son would come back. And when his son did come back, the father received him. The father threw him a party. The father hugged him and kissed him put a ring on his finger. He said, my son who was gone is now come back. So the father was rejoicing over the right decision that his son made to come back. But he couldn't do anything about it while he was in the far country. Why? He had a choice. The father wished he hadn't made that choice, but he did. So, why evil upon the earth? If there's a good God, why is there evil? Okay, let's bring it down to, to you and I. If I were God, you might say, I wouldn't allow evil. Well, I understand that feeling, but hold on a second. Now we've got a problem. You're not going to allow evil? That means you're not going to allow choices you're not going to allow freedom. You're going to take it all away and you're going to have humanity be just like the, re- the other species, like the planets, like the birds, like everything else that is controlled by God. So look at it this way. God is out of control when he gives you a choice. Now you're in control. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so you're God and you're not going to allow evil on the earth. You're going to put an end to it. If you say, I'm going to put an end to all the evil, that means it's judgment time. That means I'm going to stop it right now. And the trouble is, if you stopped it all right now and the judgment came, then we'd all be toast. We'd all, because we all have some connection to sin, we all have some connection to evil. So there you go. If you were God, that's what you'd have to do. But what God did was genius. He decided to overcome evil with good. And that's why he sent his son, because nobody else was getting it. His disciples kept wanting God to send down fire from heaven and consume them and, and take care of his enemies. But God said, no, no, I'm going to overcome evil with with good and send his son with the victory and clear up the issue forever. So you might, this is a good question, was giving freedom to choose a mistake of God in the beginning? No. God had to do it that way because he wants fellowship. And there's no fellowship if there's no freedom and no relationship. So, God wanted to do it that way, and it was a good plan. But He did make us free and morally accountable. Otherwise, there's no difference between us and the animals. God doesn't have that much fellowship uh, with the animals. Okay, so who is responsible? We talked about all that's going on in the world today and all the evil and the misery and the tragedy. Who is responsible? God is responsible for the fact of freedom. Humans are responsible for the acts of freedom. Here's three important principles. Oh, There we go. You're right with me. Three important principles. God allows things that he doesn't want. Number two, your freedom to choose is sacred to God. And number three, God will help you out of a mess if you call on him. How about that? That's good news. People suffer not because God wants it, but because people exercise their freedom to choose to do wrong. God doesn't send evil to work his plan. He overcomes evil with good. So, there we go. Adam and Eve. They walked out like the prodigal son. And then God says, I'm going after them, and I'm going to save them, and I'm going to redeem my man and my woman. So what is sin? Sin is believing the lie. Here's the lie. You don't need God to direct your lives. You do it yourself. Okay, so a three-way test, you'll see it up there. Here's the three-way test of things that are going on in the earth or in your life. Number one, is it redemptive? Number two, is it consistent with God's character? And number three, does God get the glory? If not, somebody else is responsible, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Interestingly, Jesus never blamed God for the evil in the world. So, we sometimes say, in trying to explain something generally that's happening in the world, or some adverse circumstance in your life, we sometimes say, well, God is in control. Hold on. Hold on. What do you mean He's... Exactly how is He in control if He gave choices to humans? So that takes the control away and puts the responsibility on humans that are making wrong choices. So, all right. So there's three sources... There's three sources if we're saying who's in control. Is it God? Is it the devil? Or is it man? First of all, let me say, kind of backing up, control is an illusion. Sometimes parents would like to control their children, but can they? Yeah. You can't even control, you, you try to control yourself, and that's really your area of responsibility is controlling yourself. So, we're talking about control. We can't control. God can't control. And let me add something else. God is not a manipulator. He's not manipulating events, and he's not manipulating you. He wants you to make a free choice to repent and come back to him in fellowship and love. So here's something, again, on this subject of control, because I know that's a phrase we use a lot, but maybe we haven't thought completely through. Here's the way I like to say it, and maybe this will help. God is in control of the universe, and God is in control of his plan, which is redemption. He's in control of that. You can participate in it, or you can opt out, but he has a plan, and he's in control of it. But he is not in control of, of your decisions. Was God in control when Adam and Eve made the wrong choice? No. God would never cause a person to make the wrong choice. So if God controlled everything like sometimes we kinda want him to, if he controlled everything there would be no freedom and no one would be responsible for their actions. Before sin, I think we've got that one up there. Yeah, I like that one. Before sin, Adam and Eve chose goodness, love, the wisdom of God, and all was perfect on the earth. After sin, a new spirit entered the earth and began to destroy the relationship between God and the crown of his creation. That's Satan's strategy is to destroy relationship, destroy the connection that we have with our Heavenly Father. There's a whole lot more to be said on this, and you can't say it all in 20 or 30 minutes. But let me say, ants, birds, stars, planetary orbits are all controlled by God. God is obeyed everywhere in the universe except on earth, and one species. So, my advice is for everyone, whoever they are, to realize that and repent. Come to God and say, God, I'm going to start making better choices. I see where these, these bad choices are hurting me and hurting your plan, delaying your plan in my life. So let everyone that wants a good life choose the will of God, choose the love of God, and walk in his ways because God is good all the time. All right, well, we're going to have a closing prayer. If you'd like to pray along with me right there uh, at your home, this would be good because it's a declarative prayer. When you pray this, you're just it's not just me praying for you. You're praying this over yourself. So how about this? God, I realize that my choices are the cause of my difficulties, not you. You have called me out of darkness into your marvelous light. Today I choose your goodness, grace, and love. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'd like to call the the praise team back up here. They're going to do a a closing song for you. I already heard them practicing it. You'll enjoy it, and you'll be blessed. And then I'll come back up and, and have a blessing over everyone when they're done.
0: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve, for that word that... God gave us that choice and it's so much better when we choose His way. Yeah. When we choose His way now we're under His protection plan not our own protection plan. And that's because He's a great God. Sing with me. Oh Lord my God When I in awesome wonder Consider all hand has made I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder thy power throughout universe displayed then sings my soul my savior God to thee How great Thou art, how great Thou art, then sings my soul, my Saviour God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art, and when I think that God his Son not sparing send him to die I scarce can take it in That on that cross my burden gladly bearing he bled and died to take when Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, My God, how great thou art.
2: Wow! How appropriate that closing song. How grand there are! I love that. Hey, by the way, thank you, Praise Team. Uh, I don't know if you could see others that were here, but there's Gloria over here on the on the guitar, and there's Gina on the keyboard, and there's uh, Max back there playing the drums. So. Uh, I don't know, can anybody see him? Anyway, he's there, and that was great. So thank you all for for helping us worship today. And thank you all for tuning in. And uh, we'll probably be doing something similar to this next week as well. Uh, But in the meantime, stay tuned and stay in prayer and stay in hope. Things are going to get better. Why? Because we're praying. We're exercising our choice to pray and God. Gets involved with our prayers. So, in the meantime, till we see you again, God bless, keep you safe, keep you protected, keep praying for Pastor and his family and all of us. And uh, it's going to be better, be better, and we're going to get back together again. God bless you. See you next time.
1: We hope that you've been touched by God's grace as you've listened to our podcast today. We'd love to hear your response via email, and the address is podcast at visionchurch.ag podcast at visionchurch.ag. And if you're in the area and don't have a church home, we'd love for you to come and visit us personally. We're located at 4024 Dakota Trail in Lake Worth, Texas.
0: We together have a vision, seeing Jesus for us, in us, and through us.